Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Find Your Calm. I am really thrilled about this because we have been talking the whole time before this episode even started. <laughs> um, and it's really special to me because um, the person that we have here today, when we first moved to Dubai, was one of the first person to believe in my vision um, of what we created here. She, um, a sight unseen, said yes <laughs> to, to what we were creating, and we've built a really beautiful partnership. So um, I want to welcome Alicia Tillman. She is a movement instructor, a certified yoga instructor, has worked with athletes all across the world, um, and has done some amazing, amazing work with us. Um, she helped us to develop this really beautiful program that we've put on here in Dubai, where we um, showcase, it's kind of an aromatherapy, full-on experience, and she was a teacher to help bring it to life. Alicia for being here with me today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, so we want to dive right into your background. Well, let's go. So what got you started into being a movement specialist, wellness, all of that? All of that. I, I've been an athlete my whole life. I, I played basketball, ran track, did all the things. Mm -hmm. And once I got hurt and realized that I am no longer going to play basketball professionally, and I also realized how much the WNBA paid at the time. <laughs> and I was like, I could just get an entry-level oil job, but it's fine. Um, I decided to go into more of like the training. I was still involved with basketball, hosting leagues and working and still playing and doing a lot of things. Mm. Went to corporate world. That was cool. And then I realized that something was like pulling me away from that. And I wasn't really fully happy. I used to collect sneakers. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up working in... Nike, Reebok, Adidas, more of the corporate level of that. Mm -hmm. And then one day I was in a yoga class and I just was kind of having this mental moment mm -hmm. and something was like, something was telling me that this isn't what I should be doing. Mm -hmm. And so as work got a little bit harder and more stressful, I remember going to yoga and I brought like three of my guy friends that were playing basketball mm -hmm. at the time. One was playing football. And in the NCAA, one of them was a professional. And I remember being back at the back of this yoga class. Mind you, we're the only probably black people in the class. <laughs> and I made them come because I bet them. And they're like with their Nike socks and Jordan shorts on. And one of them had his phone ringer still on and it played horrible music in the middle of the class. Um, and then I laid for Shavasana and I it came very clear of like, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Mm. And... And I thought about it and it's it, during my career of playing and my career of being outside of it, there, yoga was always prevalent, mm -hmm. but never in necessarily our spaces. Correct. 
right? And so if you look at most of basketball, professional basketball and professional football, most of them are us. Mm -hmm. So it's something that is, I found, very, very, very amazing in the transformation that it happened for me mentally and physically. Mm. And coming from being an athlete, it was I started with like hot yoga mm -hmm. and ashtanga, more of like the more stronger, powerful things. Yeah. And I was never in that for mental relief, mental anything. Yeah. It was just kind of all happened. Yeah. And so when I realized that, you know, I was thinking clearer. I, my anger, I wasn't as angry as I was before. I just, it was a big shift for me. And I was like, we need this. We need this and we need it at a high level. Yeah. And so then I literally was working out a strength and conditioning place. And I was like, hey, I think I want to teach yoga for athletes. I think that's what I want to do. Yeah. After like the next day. So literally I quit my job literally the week afterwards. And was like, this is what I'm going to do. So it when, was very immediate. Immediate. It was Whoa. like, okay, this is when you hear it, when you hear him talking and it's clear, <laughs> you're going to be like, okay, I'm going to listen. Right. Right. Because it was never anything more clear than that. I felt like uh, like in The Lion King when Mufasa was talking to Simba and he was like, hey, Simba. Yeah, right. It was like that. I believe that like higher powers either sound like Morgan Freeman or... Um, James Earl Jones. Yeah, James Earl Jones. That's it. <laughs> so when I started doing this, I was like, okay, how do I do this? I went and got certified to teach yoga. Mm -hmm. And I literally started off with putting it on the board, yoga for athletes. Mm -hmm. What do I need to do? So I started with that, started working at athletic training facilities. Um, I went and as I found out, Yoga is kind of one-sided in that space. Mm -hmm. um, and so I went and got more certifications for strength conditioning and more like my PT certification, all of these different things to help me that I didn't know was building all of my, uh, like my arsenal of things in, in, and be able to eventually put them all together. Mm -hmm. And so then I started off seasons, which are pretty much the summer months, because mm -hmm. uh, mostly everybody goes back to their teams in September and then they're done like right after football. Um, the Super Bowl in February yeah. or basketball, it's a little bit towards the summer. Mm -hmm. So right. started doing that and I turns out it was well received because I did it the way I wanted to do it. Yes. And so people were starting to get yoga teachers. They were starting to see the things at the, at the same time, a lot of people were against it. So really? come, coming from Texas, like, um, you know, you know, yeah. Texas football, football yeah. thing. Yeah. Think, don't you, don't, don't you mess talk about, Texas. don't mess with Texas football. And so you got the guys that have been uh, training and, and coaching for like 20, 30 years. Yeah. And they're like this yoga, this breathing, what? <laughs> Stretch, what? You need to lift weights. You need to power, blah, blah, blah. Right. right. So getting up against that and going up against that and then being a black female right. in that space is already interesting enough. Right. And so when I started to kind of present it and learning from my marketing and my PR experience, how can I be able to, to make this a digestible experience for them mm -hmm. that's going to make it seem like they're winning and I'm kind of, or maybe they're at the, the forefront of innovation, mm -hmm. right? So then I started doing that. I started getting high school teams. I got college teams working with the University of Houston, um, working with the Houston Dynamo, the first uh, soccer yeah, or football yeah, team. Yeah. Worked with the Texans, the Rockets, and because of the, the people that I already knew. And I was able to do that and do it in a way that um, athletes were very comfortable mm -hmm. doing it with me, mm -hmm. right? So I would take the, the the whale music out and put some like you know put some little bit of UGK in there, yeah. you know, take some of that, put some, and it was a give and take. So therefore, it wasn't I wasn't like starting off with we're gonna meditate for like an hour. It was it. like let's do a couple things. Everybody just sit <clears throat> up, close your eyes for a second, like. Yeah. 
and it was it was it was digestible right and so then i started seeing the actual changes and the way i went about it was preaching or at least going towards the longevity mm -hmm. factor mm -hmm. in professional sports. And because then I started noticing as I was there and I worked with sports science and uh, sports medicine and all these different things, and I would kind of just be observant. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that they were quick to medicate and operate mm -hmm. on players, mm -hmm. which if you know anything about professional sports, anytime a knife touches you, yeah. your value starts to go down. That's how, the same thing as a woman, right? Yes, right? <laughs> Except, you know, they be doing Botox and they be, you know, whatever. <laughs> but they, your value goes down. So if you have a certain, if it, you have an injury and it's, it's enough that they feel you need to have surgery, right. then your team's going to start devaluing you a little bit. And right. then at the same time, your recovery time and all of that. And if you ever think about it, whatever team you're on, there's going to be about a hundred new people coming out the next season yeah. that are coming out of college or coming out of whatever. And it's a, it's a revolving door of you opportunity defend your position and you have to do that. Yeah. And so luckily I was, uh, being in Houston, I was surrounded by some of the, like the greats. I worked for Adrian Peterson. I was working with Andre Johnson. This is like heyday Texans, wow. uh, Arian Foster, uh, Brian Cushing, and just like some of the all-time awesome players, yeah. at, at, for, at least for the Texans. And seeing that these guys were getting older mm -hmm. and what do they do? And like, what is the, 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 the athlete's lifespan? Mm -hmm. Typically, like I'm 36 right now. Mm -hmm. I, most athletes don't make it to that. I most need you time, to like take whatever you got and put it in a bottle. <laughs> 36. <laughs> it's called <laughs> yoga, med meditation, and things we can't talk about. I'm sorry. Uh, but it 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 was it was something that was very that was missing. And the way that I could do it, the way that I was doing it, it was had a very, very great response. Yeah. And so that's when I kind of knew that I was in the right area. Wow. And so it was it was kind of kind of fubu for us, by, <laughs> by us. us. I love right? it. And I love it was it. it was it was good. And then it took me to more places that I've ever thought imaginable. So you had all of this. You have this amazing career yeah. in, in Texas. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> we can edit. We can edit. Okay. Just want to make sure. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> you had this amazing career in Texas. Yes. But at some point, you decide... To move. To, I'm going to take all of that and go to India? Oh, so I moved to uh, Los Angeles first. To LA first, okay. Yeah. So I've been, I've lived all over from different for different jobs and opportunities. Yeah. But my main base for at least the yoga for athletes was Texas, and uh, of course Texas is, it's big. It's big. It's big, and it's, it's, there's a, a city that, has, especially Houston, has almost every team of every sport. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, or I can go to Dallas or something like that. Mm -hmm. But what called me to Texas? I, I mean, called me to Los Angeles. I was working in Los Angeles back and forth. I would go there with some athletes sometimes and do some like contract work. And I ended up during COVID meeting, uh, not meeting, but working with some athletes, which was amazing because that was the longest I'd ever got to work with athletes on a continuous basis. During COVID. During COVID. That makes because sense. Because now like the world stops because you're trying to put <clears throat> professional athletes and put them in a full schedule that everything else that they have to go do, all the other off-season things, like you're one of six workouts. Right. Like, and you have to understand that and yeah. you have to understand the time frame. At the same time, he could also just want to go party and go do whatever mm. and be like, skip these sessions. Right. Right. So I had to, I finally was able to have about a couple, about three to four athletes that I had for a minimum of eight weeks. 
So I actually got to test out how well my actual programming is. How does it work? What are you able to see the results for? And at the time frames, it was able to, um, I was able to have them. And it was amazing mm. to the point that I was like, okay, I think I need a new change. And they asked me if I wanted to come work with Mamba, like uh, Kobe oh, Bryant's wow. Academy yeah. um, in Los Angeles. Yeah. And so I was like, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so moved in to moved in to moved to Los Angeles, and I moved in with one of my players who's like my little brother now, Obo. Uh, he moved in a house with twenty five year olds, oh. and I'm like thirty three at the time. Oh, that, that had was to be the, fun. It was it was fun, but at the same time, it was great <laughs> because all the mental work that I have done has prepared me for that true testing ground. Right, and so I was able to work there, and LA was a different beast because it was like Houston on steroids. Mm. Houston is in a small place. So LA was much more every, there's two of every team. Mm -hmm. There's two of everything. And it's just much more of a pit stop for people, especially in the summer, because most people, most of the athletes, they would come over there for the summer yeah. and train beautiful weather, much more stuff to do. Yeah. So it was an opportunity. And the connections I got in Los Angeles were were crazy yeah. because people come to Texas, but cause it's cheaper, yeah. but they were coming to LA just for the experience and just the higher level and quality of training. Yeah. I did that. We ended up, I ended up training most of the Rams. We ended up getting a Super Bowl out of it. Nice. Bruh. Uh, <laughs> Resume. Bruh. <laughs> it, it, like, I remember when I, when I moved there, the only people, cause it was closed for regular people. It was only open for professional, for professional athletes yeah. at the time during COVID. Yeah. And we had like the Brooklyn Nets were there. Had a couple friends on that team. Crazy. Like the Houston Rockets would come every once in a while. The Rams were there. It, it was just, LA was a whirlwind in that space. Yeah. Um, and then I realized that I needed something to fill my cup. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like my cup was running empty. Yes. And I was giving all of this great, and I'm great because I'm a beacon for that wellness and yes, mental, uh, mindful, all of these things for a lot of different people. But I felt that. I was getting drained and not necessarily replenished. Mm -hmm. So that's when I was like, something's going on and I, I'm feeling I'm being called somewhere. Mm. And then my, uh, my mom always said this to me cause she worked for United airlines mm -hmm. uh, my whole life. Yeah. So we flow, we fly free all the time. Yeah. And she's one of the people that I'll just get up and go. If I want to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to Jamaica. I'm going to go this. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go. You want a sister? <laughs> you can marry my brother, but I don't even think you want them problems. <laughs> I don't think he would like that. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> I don't think he the problems. But she was always one that's like, well, just go, because then you can just come back. Yeah. Like, simple. Yeah. And it was like, you would expect a little bit more hesitation from, from your, mom your mom to be like, wait. And she's like, yeah, go. You can come back. And I was like, all right. And then I literally got a one-way ticket to Rishikesh, India. No way. And was doing teacher trainings yeah. and ended up working and, and facilitating teacher trainings and yeah. traveling all along India and doing all of the holistic slash fun slash adventurous just, and it was so freeing because it was for the first time ever I really had like, there's no need for my phone. Mm. And that's a, if you've never experienced that, yeah. that's a, that's a different level of freedom. Yeah. And at the same time, the process of that, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of undoing, unlearning. And, and, and it's like, I remember having my phone and be like, have my phone with me all the time. And I was just, one day I was like, ain't nobody gonna call me. <laughs> like, nobody gonna call me right now. It's, it, it, like, it's, if 
I've, I've done enough work that I've been able to, when I did leave, I made sure everything was completely taken care of. I right. put the right people in place. I had studios in LA, studio in Texas. All of these things were, yeah, we're, taken care were, of. were taken care of. And I had to like, for the first time, trust that I did all the things that I could do. Yes. And now let's be here a hundred percent for me. Yes. And that was pro that took weeks. Girl, I can imagine. But being present like that, like just had to be at another level of like. It's a different experience. Oh my God. When you realize and you're just like here for and like, I was never been the one to take pictures. Mm -hmm. I've never, I've always been the one that kind of just experiences it, period. Yeah. But this was a different level of just like, just being so present because of social media and different things. And then I had moments where I felt like I was missing out on things. You have the FOMO mm -hmm. because now you see you've been gone long enough that everybody's having life moments and yes. things are starting to go on. And, you yes. know, oh, you said that you were going to that, go to that concert with me, but that concert's already like, it's tomorrow. Yeah. Like you're in India, like yeah. you're, and you're dealing and you're like trying to stay glued in with people on social media. Then you realize it's like, instead it was a moment I was, I was passing it like some Canyon in India and it, it like opened up into this beautiful scene and I remember like looking up for a second and I was like wow that's beautiful and I looked back down and then I was like wait time out yeah put this down be present with this moment because yeah. it's all the things I would preach about and talk about but it's it's a lot easier to talk it than it is to walk it it is especially when you're a CEO yes and you're like you're running all things on me. And, and you know, and and I made sure I was like, y'all, don't call me unless you need me. And right. I've always like preached the things to my assistants, to people underneath me, anybody that I have I've been a leader of or been in some type of leadership position. I always say, don't come with just problems, come with some solutions. Mm -hmm. And then as as long as I was teaching people and showing people the mindful way and the different perspectives that that. I would like for people to consider, which I never really, really realized how much all of that was actually Im impacting my leadership skills, yes. my ability to to negotiate, my ability to understand people and to meet people where they are. Yes, and that's been a lot of things that I've been teaching, not no subconsciously teaching. Right. And now when I got to India, and it was able, I was able to be. I was in a Buddhist monastery, and I remember standing mm -hmm. there, and I was like, "Bro, there's." All the things that we, we make our life harder than it has to be. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you can choose and everything. You have a choice in everything. You can choose to make it as hard as you want it to be. Yeah. And the word I always am in love with is, is, is equanimity. Have mm -hmm. a sense of flowing like water. Mm -hmm. Water can ripple. It can tide. It can be still. It can be everything. But water is water. Just like Bruce Lee said, if you put water in a teapot, it's the shape of the teapot. If you put water in a bottle, there's so much more things, but it's like the water doesn't change what it is. It, it just, just may change the location. It'll adapt, yeah. but it, it still can be still at any point in time, as long as it's not. Yeah. It's like a lake, you know, yeah. it's not, if it's not bothered, it's, just it's gonna, good. Yeah. And that's what like, I've ultimately strived to be. Mm -hmm. And in India, it was very present of like, that's that's where the real peace is. Wow. Because I, I, I think I've just done all of the things. Yes. <laughs> like I set out everything when I remember working, when I first quit my job, I wrote down goals. What do I want to do? Yeah. I, I remember I said I wanted to move to California mm -hmm. and I gave myself five years. I did it in like three. Mm -hmm. I said I wanted to... All these different goals that I've, I've redone multiple times, I've kind of did them all. Yeah. And now that I was at a point of like, well, let's try and let's try something else. And actually, let's not have a plan. Huh. 
So when I like literally when I let I, I booked the flight, I had no idea how long I was going to stay there, how long I was going to do anything, how long I was going to be over here. Really? And I just was like, I'm just going to actually I literally said, just let let God do it. I'm just going to let God. Hey, I followed you thus far. Yeah. You've never let me astray. Yeah. You're clearly giving me some type of sign that something else needs to happen or I'm supposed to be experienced or learn something else. Right. And I literally was like, I'm just going to let whatever you want to do, man. I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you do it. Took how, me all through India. How did you emotionally like disconnect? Because going from like being a CEO where mm. everything is in order, you've got a plan, you've got to strategize to saying, you know what? I'm going to let go of a plan. Like there's not many people that I know that I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, luckily it's like what also happened. I, I was with my boyfriend and we broke up for a little bit, which helps. <sighs> Nothing, nothing better than a ruined relationship, <laughs> which we ended up getting much closer when I went to India, which was great. Mm. But um, I did that. I felt just like I have done everything the way I wanted to do it. Yeah. Right. And like me going to L.A. was a, a leap of faith. Yeah. And it worked out immaculately. Right. And me doing all of these things that I've done has been just me being like, hey, this is your plan. Right. Let's let's go. Yeah. And I was like. I don't know how long this is going to happen. I don't have any kids. Mm -hmm. I broke up with my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm like, I, and my lease was up. You were like, so if you, <laughs> all those three things. <laughs> Nothing tearing you get down. together. It's like, it's like Captain Planet. We got all these things and now it's going to come together. And I literally just was like, this is opportunity. I don't have any kids. I have nobody responsible for me. Everything's running the way I need it to run. Right. So this is opportunity for me to completely step away. And just be free for a little bit. Yeah. And I'm going to get a different perspective. And then I can come back. Like, right. that was the... That was the plan. The thought. Like, Dubai was never... Dubai was literally only the stop that I had to go to to get to a smaller airplane to go to India. Really? Never. Okay. Had never thought... I literally packed maybe two outfits for if I stop in Dubai. Okay, so you did India for how long? I did India for about six months. And then did you come to Dubai? Or go I home? got a, a job here. I got uh, <gasps> oh, called here for a job. Happened. Okay. So one of my uh, one of my employees at the studio I have in Los Angeles mm -hmm. used to knows the lady who runs a fitness uh, facility, a couple of fitness places out here, mm -hmm. and they were looking to expand digital markets and as well as going to different uh, cities and different things like that. And what they were needing for somebody is to help organize and stuff that I have, I have a lot of experience doing. Mm -hmm. And so we were connected and literally had the hardest um, uh, in uh, not in like Zoom call mm -hmm. ever because I was in India and there was no power. There was no power. So I had two phones. One was I'm using the Wi-Fi. I want I'm using a hotspot to connect to the other one. But that was about to die. And so they had a battery. And I'm just like trying to, hello, yes. And to, well, let me just say this. Bah, 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 and then we get disconnected. So I ended up getting recruited, coming out here. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, yeah, you can use Apple Pay. I stay for a little bit. I'll see what I'll see what happens. I'll see what happens. Like I was saying, I could always go back to India, which India was so peaceful. Yeah. And then I also had the moment of like, you also have things to pay for back home. So <laughs> you have to you have to go back you to work. You have to everybody. like eventually you're gonna have to do you're you're fine for a while. But and then the currency exchange rate from India mm -hmm. to so if I'm making money in India, it's you know, one dollar is eighty rupees. Mm. So I was losing on that one. I was yeah, winning in India. Yeah, but you I was were balling out in India. I was like, "Hey, what, how much is this? 
Thank you. Round of it on me, everybody. You get some. I was Oprah. You get some. What you want? You want some chapati? Get you some chapati. Let's go. Mudding on me. And then I realized, I was like, oh, wait a minute. You got to have to get some money. You know, nothing coming in. So, so then I was like, okay, well, let's work in Dubai. Let's see what it's about. Mm-hmm. Hated it. You hated it? Trash. Hated no. it. When I first got here, I was like, fake Vegas. I imagine coming from a very peaceful place, though. Right? Like, your you're mental, you're in a whole different state. I'm, I'm coming off the plane like, and immediately traffic was like, yep. And Messing with like, your energy. Uh, uh, it it, it, it kind of gets you back. And then I was like, okay, let me, and I never really settled. And I remember talking to, to Anthony, who was my boyfriend at the time. And we got really close again in, in India because mm-hmm. I realized, like, that's the person. Like, you know, you realize that that's the person. Mm-hmm. And he realized it too, which is great. And we were talking here and I was just kind of unhappy here because it was like, I was sensing the troubles I've had in Houston, the troubles mm-hmm. I've had in Los Angeles. And yep. I felt that those little moments were occurring again, mm. not necessarily in the mindfulness or the, the yoga aspect in the business aspect, Yes, where it was the partners that I've had, the people that I've had necessarily that I've had to be in my corner. And I've had interesting relationships with partners that I can only thank yoga mm-hmm. and meditation and all of these holistic practices I do for getting me through those things. Yeah, because it's because not the level of like and so when I start to see, which I feel like that was the ultimate test, when I, I came here and I started to feel a little of those things coming back up, mm-hmm. I knew that this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm. Because I immediately went for, because I was in India and I was so happy and I was having these moments, but I knew I needed some type of financial whatever. Correct. So I took the job that would ultimately would bring me back into the frustrations I was having. Yeah. And then luckily there was a 90 day clause. Yeah. And I made sure there was a 90 day clause. Yeah. And I decided after the 90 days, I was like, we're not going backwards. Mm-hmm. You're here for some type of reason. We'll figure that out. Yeah. But at the same time, we're not going back and making the mistakes that we did. And yeah. we're not going back to being unhappy and we're not going back to being stressed. Yeah. We're not going to go back to do that because what did we do all this for? Yes. Did I literally move around the world to find the same set of stress mm-hmm. I could have stayed in? Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> and, 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 it, and it made better. And I was like, and I'm close to my family there. So it's if I'm going to do that and if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it completely my way. Yeah. So literally into the contract the next week, went and established my own company, hmm. paid for all the things, established my own company, all the things. Yeah. And now running it and doing it, it took probably until maybe like last month to get it to the point where I'm making more money than I've, I've ever made. Wow. And more opportunities. And now I'm actually like moving forward with opening things out here and doing what I want to do. Yes. And it's it's now like things are coming naturally. The mm-hmm. universe is moving in a way yeah. that has presented itself like by us meeting and yeah. just by having all these different things. And one person that I didn't think was that big of a deal somehow connects me to and it's. And that's where I feel like I'm supposed to be here. And so now instead of me like resenting like Dubai because it's similar to those, then it's like, well, now let's let's do it the way that you want to do it. Mm-hmm. Let's you've learned all of these things. Right. You're not new to this. Yep. And it's so funny because everybody 
else that comes here, it's like everybody's restarting. It makes me yes. feel like, like college. Yes, it's like, oh, man, I was doing this and such and such, and now I'm starting my and company. I'm back, yep. right? You can reinvent yourself <laughs> and all these things like that. But I think, and I've only heard it in the last two months, is that something's dipped. There'll be people, my friends that have met me, because they met me straight off India, right? My mm, people that came here. Okay. That's a different... Yeah, it's a different you Alicia. Can, you're meeting Alicia in the complete lack of anything. Yeah. Slash fully like encompassed in the mental aspect of everything coming here, then getting trying to figure out my life here and all the things. And now for the first time, my, my people that I know, they're like, you're, you're looking good. You're comfortable. You seem, you seem different. And then I remember I was like, I said, I'm comfortable. Mm. I'm about to like, not comfort in the space of like, not complacent, right. But, but just in the space of like, okay, now, now it's, we're ready to rock and roll, right? I'm not, I'm not <laughs> dressing for, uh, for just going space to space. Right. But now it's like I can put a little bit of myself into it. I can feel like myself. I can talk like myself. Yes. And people starting to realize a little bit. Oh, you're not. Oh, I thought you were just a yoga teacher. <laughs> and I'd be like, huh? okay, cool. Right. That's, you want to say that? And they'd be like, oh, you're, yeah, you're just a. Oh, yeah, you can go teach at this gym. I was like. Bro, I'll buy that gym before I, and, like, not to be like that, but it's also just like. Put some respect on my name. Right. But it's like, and I, I never, I'm never one of those people that's going to talk the talk. Right. I'm like, I'm a walk to walk. Right. Or, or under promise, over deliver. Yes. Right. So therefore now people are kind of starting seeing and now things are happening and now I'm just like, all right, cool. And I've always had this phrase of what if it ends up better than you could ever imagine mm. and I think since leaving LA before moving to LA before even just starting with the yoga thing that's always been like a phrase that I'll come back when I have the moments of getting scared yep because you know you know it's real when you get when a little, you get scared when you yes like, yes oh, I, don't know. I don't know how it is. it's a lot of money all right we'll, get, we'll, we'll figure it out right like, you know and and it I think it's if somebody just says that and they can ultimately make themselves believe it, mm-hmm. then the universe will ultimately move in a way. Yes. Because what if, you know, what if you can always think of the negative things? What if I so and so, so and so, so. Yep. And I told my dad, my dad, he was like, You're so, you're so brave. You're just so like, you're, because he always wanted me to be the, he was an oil guy. Um. Right. He was like, and I think our parents grew up in a different time. Correct. Where it was like, they were the first generation to really go to college. Or yep. they were, you know, this is, you get the job, you marry the lady, or mm-hmm. you marry the man, mm-hmm. you get the house, yep. you have the kids, yep. you do the thing, you retire, live your life. We did all that before 30. And then right. it was like, what's next? So <laughs> I haven't had the kids part, but you know, it, outside of that, I've like, I've done the things. And I remember my dad was so against <laughs> Uh, when I quit my my job, he was like my first, when I got first into this, he was like, I said, dad, I'm going to do yoga for athletes. And he said, that's the dumbest shit I've ever fucking heard. <laughs> Look me dead in my face without not even a switch, not even a, not like, a, not a baby, not a, you know, did are you, think you, about did this? you, nah, he said, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> and walked off like, mm. you're like, but dad. All right. Now, okay. We need to worry about her. She. And so, but then every, in every moment, and I remember, and I think I can move, remember my moments through like my dad's reactions. And when I did yoga, uh, yoga was so new thing for him. Mm -hmm. And so then I'm like training, 
Like the moment he got to meet Adrian Peterson. Mm. And my dad's a football player. He played football. Uh, so, bro, he every Sunday, so-and-so, so-and-so. And, I, and it's like, well, now I got guys that right. know me and he's coming places to pick me up from lunch and they're like, your daughter's a mate. Bro. Whole different world, right? <laughs> right? And I was like, it's stupid, still stupid, huh? Still dumb, huh? <laughs> right? Hosting yoga events. And I remember I hosted events with, I rented out an empty airplane hangar in Texas, uh-huh. in Houston, and had 800 people come do that's yoga. wild. Right. And to like hip hop music too. That is the right? best. It was called Trap Yoga Tacos. Hilarious. <laughs> and then my dad came in and he was like. And every time it's like, I feel like every stage of my life, he's just like. Just leveling up. Right. He's like, you moved in. He's like, <laughs> You're going to move to Dubai. He's like, you have a thing for expensive cities. I was like, I am bougie. But he's just like in every level. And I think that's kind of where I do my check ins. To just talk to my dad. He's just like, oh, so you moved from India. You just went on this. Now you're moving to Dubai. Came and visited me. And he's just like, okay. Hey, he's like, where where did you get this these ideas from? Where did you get like the the thought? He's like, I never would have thought to do any of these things. That I think what you said right there is important. Yes. Because there's a generation of us that are all doing the same thing. And our parents are like, I don't know how to raise you anymore. Like, what? What can I tell you? Right? <laughs> and it's and it's and I blame my mom a lot for that because she's always, like I said, she's been the one that's like, go. Just do it. Just go do it. Yeah. Figure it out. Where you want to go? Let's figure it out. I'll come visit you. Yeah. Like I moved here in September, October. Mm -hmm. My parents came. Man. Came to visit. They were like, oh no, come on. We're going to, let's see it. Help me find an apartment. Help me do all these things. And I think like, even though the, the resistance of my father in things of that he's not familiar with. Yeah. Because everything I'm doing is something that didn't exist while he was... Well, yeah, growing up. Right. It, mm-hmm. it, it does not... It doesn't make sense. It doesn't compute. Yep. And so my mom was like, yeah. <laughs> go try it. Go try it. <laughs> and so, like, go do it. Let's see what happens. And so I... And and I... I like to say this. And somebody asked me the other day. And it's like, what, what keeps you going? And I was like, we have an option. You have two options. You can live an ordinary life or an extraordinary life. Mm-hmm. And the only difference between those two is that little extra at the beginning. Yep. So it's going to be a little bit of extra you got to do, a little bit of extra something. And I think you know because both of us sitting here talking to each other in a podcast studio in Dubai. <laughs> I think it's turning I out. Think it's, I think it's working out pretty well. Given that we're both from Houston. Right. <laughs> like, like the only other big Houston person come out here, Beyonce. What? <laughs> and I remember Beyonce came out and was like, man. And I and, and 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 I hate to go on a tangent about Beyonce, but it's when I first moved here, her face was on some some billboard or something, something, something. Mm-hmm. And I have a personal love and attachment to Beyonce more than more than most people. But coming from Houston, it's a different thing. Mm-hmm, it is. But it was just kind of like looking at her and seeing that she has a lot of things that nobody else was able to do, and mm-hmm. she's been able to do. Yep. And it was just kind of like. Psh, I could do that. Be the, I, let me be the Beyonce in my own field. Right. Right. Let's let's do. And I and I and I preach that. I tell that people that in, that I train people that I work with, whatever that is. It's like there's no limitations unless you put them on yourself. Exactly. Exactly. And I got kids. I got this. I got that. You only have kids. You're like you they only be kids temporarily. Right. Bitches, they're gonna only lean your own lives, and then what you gonna do? They know what you gonna do. Right. Right. What's so your it's like. Then? What do you what do you what do you do now? And like my mom now, she's my not mom and dad are both retired, mm-hmm. and my dad will literally be fine wherever he goes with the iPad, 
and a football game of some sort. He'll be fine. You could take him to the Eiffel Tower and put him at the very top of it, and he'll be like, whoa. whoa. It's nice. Arkansas, uh, Arkansas need a new quarterback, quarterback this year. And my mom is always one that she's like, well, I got nothing to do. Let me go here. Let me go here. Let me go see my relatives here. Let's go here. And it's it's being a part of that support system and never really having limitations. Yeah. Or at least having one of them. <laughs> It's kind of defy the limitations a little bit, <laughs> has, has made me who I am. And I, w- I think they wish it would transfer to my brother. <laughs> it's like we did the same thing. We made the, the same recipe. What's happening maybe, here? Maybe I took it all out the womb. When I came out, I was like, just send me all of that. But he got the height. So he was like, because if I would have the height, I would have made him reconsider this basketball thing a little bit more. But, but yeah, all of that to say is that I just want something different. Yes. And I think it's not earthly the way I can imagine it. So somebody else of a higher power has a lot more vision and a lot more understanding of what is actually possible. So if I could put my faith in that. You're good to go. That's great. Yeah. And I think Dubai is a great place to do that. I agree. I agree. I mean, and everything you said, just from a wellness perspective, this region is because it's developing as we speak. Literally, Fast. new buildings are being opened. Yeah. And it's not just the UAE, it's Saudi. Yeah. It's North Africa. Yeah. It's growing in ways that the U.S. has already established itself. Mm-hmm. And But people here are more receptive, I believe, yeah. to new ideas. 100%. So it gives us opportunities without some of the systemic issues. Yes. Right? Yes. Because here, I am a wellness entrepreneur. I am a CEO. Yeah. But I'm American. Yeah. And that's different. That hits different. That it's 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 so much more interesting when, when Americans leave and come back out. Mm-hmm. You realize how strong and powerful you are. Yes. Especially black Americans. When we leave outside because we are in a construct that has almost been formed against us. Mm. Well, not almost. Has, has been. Has been. Yeah. Right? And then no matter what we have, we have overcome. <laughs> we've always overcome. We've always done these things. And so to come out outside, it's one, it's interesting to see how people perceive Americans. Yes. People how perceive black Americans. Correct. And at the same time, I think it's it's not something that hinders us. No. And, it's, and I think that that's like the great part about it is when leaving America, you realize that you're not just a black American or you're just like, you know, Mm -hmm. in this system that's already been existed. It's we have the opportunity to create whatever we want. Mm -hmm. And me being black is not going to be a problem about it. Yes. And that and and actually it only makes it better Mm -hmm. because black culture is something that has been that that travels around the world. Yes. Like, Tim, Tim is always saying that. It's all the time. Going bro, going to an going to a gym. Going to a gym in India. Mhm. In like South India in Rishikesh, right? Mhm. Walking to a gym, they're playing Wiz Khalifa. They're playing like Diddy. They're bro, they playing Drake. Drake is everywhere. Drake is the most <laughs> racially ambiguous man. <laughs> on the face of On the planet. face of this earth. <laughs> He's Every culture everywhere. claims Drake. <laughs> I have to say this direct because I want you to understand. <laughs> you go anywhere, they're like, Drake is one of us. No. Uh, all right, sure. Whatever. He says Habibi. Oh my God. <laughs> but but it's so funny because black culture, and then I move into Dubai. I remember going to another gyms. Go to gym and I, I see 
Russian dudes with throwback 1996 Olympic jerseys. He got a Charles Barkley jersey on. He got a hockey jersey on. So-and-so, they blasting nothing but, like, you know, future and everything in our culture. And you see girls with freestyle braids and all of these different things. Mm -hmm. And it's like... Where did I walk into? Right, go to <laughs> go to a club. I got a Russian girl can't speak English, but sitting there rapping, little baby, like, bro, right? And it's so funny. It's like it's and they 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 emulate what we are, and they they really love what we've put out. Mm-hmm. And I think it's you don't really get to see it until you're so much so far away yes. that you realize the reach yes. that Black American culture has had. Absolutely, and. Why should I not be able to take advantage of that? And why should I not be able to have that that cultural identity that I never really really realized was super super like I realized that trust me, I love being black. It's great. Yeah. It's kind of dangerous. But <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. But at the same time, it's never really uh it can be misconstrued sometimes. And coming out here is just kind of like it's really embraced. Yes. Culturally. And they embrace a lot of cultural differences and they see a lot of the things that worked and didn't work mm-hmm. and they're not willing to like put money behind the things that work and also fix the things that was the problem of yep. other cultures and ethnicities or cities, other things. And they're kind of like, I feel like they do, they do their research and they're able to create solutions much faster. Yes. And so now it's like, it's an entrepreneurial play, play, playground. Yeah. Big time. Like if we could, if this is one of the places and I, like I said, live in LA, live in New York, all these different things. This is one place if you come here and you have a, a, a thought, a goal, an idea, mm-hmm. in just casual passing, you can meet somebody that could help push you to the next level. Meet the, You're like two, two degrees away yep. from success. Yep. And I think that it's, it's, I think more Americans need to realize, more, especially more black Americans need yeah. to realize that and understand that. America has had its moments mm-hmm. in time, but a lot of other places are going to start popping up. Like you said, the yeah. Saudi. Once once Saudi kind of figures out they got to chill out. <laughs> on some things. <laughs> on some things. <laughs> so maybe you want to come over there? Like, yeah. Yeah, once you chill out on some things, then, you know, you're going to get more. And the UAE has opened that up because every time I talk to somebody that has lived here for 10 years, five, because I look at everybody like, how are you? I know, like 18 years. Uh, I keep running to people. I'm like, before the Khalifa was here? Bro. <laughs> like, they were here when there was, like, 10 buildings. Right. And they were, like... They were like, we loved it. Bro, and everything. And they said, that because it has developed mm-hmm. so fast. And they're, like, taking... Like, the for example, the wellness and fitness industry. Yes. It's about 8 to 10 years old. Max. That's wild. That's wild. They're still doing things that... Like, they're still at the very, very, very early stages of what it's going to be like, mm-hmm. right? For the amount of fitness studios, yoga, and everybody's coming from all these different countries, which is amazing. It's it's an opportunity for everybody. Yes. But like, and then if Dubai keeps growing at this space, because if if you drive down Sheikh Zayed Road, you could see every new complex that's yeah. coming and <laughs> this and this for 1% down, which is still 200000 but that's fine. <laughs> That's cool. But, but, you know, you see all the development and the growth that's ultimately going to happen. Yeah. And why not be here? I think there's another, there's like, I want to say there's a a black lady. I don't know if she's from Texas, but she's one of the leaders in like commercial real estate. Oh, Denise the Broker? Yes. Yes. Came out here. Doing amazing. Amazing work. Like, and she's really, she is, she is single-handedly bringing over floods. 
floods of Americans. Kill, yeah. Killing. And it's just like, <clears throat> if we can have those opportunities, eventually like we have our own little niches and yes. like everywhere has like Chinatown and this and this and this and this and this. And this. There's not really a little <laughs> little black America. I no. Guess. But there but it's it's developing. And yeah. I think with Abu Dhabi, there's a huge population of black Americans there because of the military mm. and different things like that. Yeah. It's 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 possible. And I really love that Dubai welcomes other religions. Yes. Yeah. That's one thing I think people don't really understand. Yeah. Like uh, I love I love me some Jesus. I love me some God. <laughs> At the same time, it's never in a space where because I'm in a Muslim country that it feels like mine, there's a negative connotation to anybody else's religion or anything like that. I think it's very, it's very welcoming and opened in that space. And I've learned a lot about the Muslim religion that I never, ever really thought I would have understood. Mm -hmm. And also just on random tangents, but (laughs) America's, uh, what is perceived of the Middle East by Americans mm-hmm. because of film culture and all of these different things yep. is so interesting mm-hmm. and so much of a one-sided argument. It's a narrative that's pushed oh. so that you are again in that bubble. You're afraid. Yes. You're afraid of, yes. of, of, of the Arab culture and everything. And, and they have been nothing but like open and, yes. and nice and receiving and welcoming to us. And we've, we've, low-key almost demonized them in our media and our movies and our 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 context Mm -hmm. and so now it's like seeing this it's kind of giving you a different opinion on the world exactly also seeing a lot about america for what when you're outside the bubble right with it what it is and even the traumas associated with that correct right correct yeah because it's interesting it's it's so interesting you say that we were just talking the other day about traveling again as a family and the words literally spilled out of my mouth, but I had never phrased it before. And I said, we found our calm through traveling. And literally because we were un- we were undoing years and years of damage of the notion of looking over our shoulder, being in survival mode. You don't know what thriving <sighs> looks like being there. Yeah. And so we have to learn what it looks like to thrive in an environment that's foreign, that's yeah. not our home. Yeah. And that within itself is a very therapeutic kind of kind of thing to go through. So I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. And it's, uh, oh, I hate to say this about like uh, the Caucasians, but even my relationship to white people, mm-hmm. which is a different, like I have white friends and all things like that. Yeah. But ultimately how, you know, when you go to a new space, you don't know how they receive, how they're going to receive you. How they're going to you, receive you. Yes. Right. So that was a big thing of like being with a lot of different cultures of like a lot more Russians, a lot more Germans, a lot of these different things and understanding and having the dialogue and conversations mm-hmm. and even the things that they're not aware of yeah. because they can, everybody has a lot to say about Americans yes, because of the media and the movies and yep. they feel like they connect with you more than you would ever know wherever they're from. Right. So it's always interesting and it's a great thing of, to have that dialogue and realize that all of the things that we've been conditioned to understand like our relationship with the police, yep. our relationship with with uh, the Caucasian culture as a whole, as a whole, our, how we feel about ourselves. Yes. It's a lot of things that have been conditioned. And when you start to leave that, that was one of the bigger things in India of just kind of like realizing all the things that I'm holding on to mm-hmm. that I didn't need to didn't hold on serve to. You. Right? It's just like <laughs> we're all carrying baggage. Like Eric Badu said it, bag lady. Yep. If you're carrying all that baggage, it's gonna make you heavier. Yep. And sometimes you just need to let some of the things go. That's right. So if you let them go, you can 
you can fly wherever you want to just with a carry on. Yeah. But sometimes you gotta you gotta make your stops and pay extra money when you got all that baggage. Mm-hmm. So that's the the easiest way to put it. But I think it's it's interesting because I always think now like how am I gonna raise my children? Mm. And it's like I could never go back to the regular. Nope. Like I could never imagine like having my kids in the high school or the the junior high, nope. the things that I grew up because I couldn't even I wouldn't even want to, like, just not I mean to to pull them out of the world. Yes, right, and ultimately to go into some system that has been had has all these other things attached to it. Yep. And now it's like I think about those things and I think about if I were to marry, would it be? an American man? Would it be anybody? Mm. Like, would I have any of those? And I, like I said, I'm, what if it turns better out better than you could ever imagine? Right. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, you're hundred percent right. Our kids are homeschooled. We did a lot of crazy things though. It's, yeah. it's not recommended for everyone. <laughs> it's not recommended for everyone, but I mean, yes, if you, you have to, once, once you know, you can't unknow. Yeah. And it requires you to be a steward of that knowledge yeah. and make it applicable in your life because otherwise what's the point? Yeah. Right? Yes. So man, I could talk to you for hours. Right. <laughs> right. I could talk to you for hours. Well, yes, you have to go. So yes. <clears throat> so final question. How does the healer mm-hmm. find her calm? Um in things that I like to do. That feels that makes me feel me. So whether it is yoga, it's typically some type of aspect of me being sweaty for the most part. <laughs> but um, I love doing yoga. I love training. I love being in the gym. I love those things where it's I can put my headphones on and just find my own space. Yeah, and just kind of be um, in this industry. You give a lot of energy out. Yep. So if I'm training, I'm teaching, I'm, it's a lot of you taking my energy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I have to take whatever negative energy you got and carry that with me. Yeah. And so if I can keep uh having my own practice, having my own space and my own taking those little times for myself, that's when I find my calm. I've recently started writing in a journal. Mm-hmm. Um it's like a little everyday like desk planner thing and yeah. it just in the mornings and in the evenings, which has been amazing because then I'm able to really reflect on the day. Yeah. And I I notice that when I do get busier and busier and busier, I need to keep keep have that moment. Yeah. So cuz then it's like I say this phrase and people hate it out here. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. <laughs> so if something bad may happen. They'd be like, why would you do this to a baby? But uh, something bad may happen, but it didn't ruin the entire day. Correct. Right. And so now it's like, and it lets me really sit out, plan out what I want to do today of how much time I actually have in the day. Yeah. And those little moments where I'm able to just kind of have for myself and, and plan those things. That's what keeps my calm. Yes. Just, not talking to everybody, not just being with myself in those. Cause you're always gonna have yourself. Yes. And if you can't do anything with yourself Oof. and you can't be alone, you're gonna have a lot, you got a lot of things you gotta work on. Correct. Correct. So yeah. I love it. I love it. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you for being here. We'll do this again. Yeah, we gotta do this again. And then and, but and next time have you give us some some concepts and tips yes, on uh, gotcha. breath work. Gotcha, I would love gotcha. that. I would love that. So This has been another episode of Find Your Calm, an amazing, fun-filled episode of Find Your Calm. Uh, We want to thank our sponsor, Decompression Realm, for the amazing gifts today. Learn about the Micro Moment Wellness Box and the offer that we have in the links below. And we will make sure that you have all the links to find Alicia Tillman online, to join her classes, learn more about her, um, and connect with her directly. 